Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. All right, guys. Uh, welcome to the show. Sunday morning, getting after it. A great card uh, last night with the UFC and boxing uh, between Alvarez and Plant. Uh, just tremendous action all around in the fight game. Uh, definitely check out those cards if you didn't get to see it because... Realistically, it was an awesome night of fights uh, all around for UFC and boxing. Everyone acquitted themselves well. Uh, plenty of entertainment to be had, but let's get into the NFL action this week uh, and get right into the picks and uh, some of the plays for DFS uh, purposes. Uh, we got the Falcons traveling to uh, the Superdome to play the Saints. Saints six and a half point favorites. Here's the deal. Uh, Trevor Simeon is starting for the Saints again because... Uh, uh, obviously, with the news of Jameis Winston blowing out his knee, he's done for the year. Uh, you've got essentially, uh, I would say, like, I mean, I wouldn't even call Simeon a top quality backup. Uh, I mean, he's been a starter in the league before. He knows what he uh, uh, needs to do. You're just not going to get a whole lot of uh, action uh, in terms of. Uh, uh, plays down the field with Trevor Simeon. Uh, you know, he did well in relief against uh, Tampa, but Tampa is so bad in the secondary. But Atlanta's not that much better either. So, you know, I still think the Saints are the better squad. They're going to run the ball uh, uh, at least. And, you know, you got to think that Alvin Kamara is going to get a bulk of the workload. The thing that scares me about Kamara and playing him in fantasy now is that, yes, Mark Ingram is going to take away the goal line carries. Just accept it now, folks. It's going to happen, so don't tilt when Kamara does not get the ball at the goal line because that is going to be Mark Ingram's role uh, quite a bit is uh, getting those goal line carries. And I wouldn't put it out of the realm possibility that Taysom Hill is clear to play, so you can definitely get Taysom in the red zone plays which also hurts <laughs> Kamara from uh, a pass-catching standpoint in the red zone uh, as well because you, you want to play Kamara. You're expecting him to get a lot of workload in the passing game as well on d- dump-offs from Simeon, but don't put it out of the realm possibility that uh, you're going to get Taysom Hill in the red zone. So I, I'm just not sold on Kamara, and he's 8200 on DraftKings. He's a, a, a very pricey on FanDuel. I'm just I'm just not going there. It, it, to me, there's just other plays you can get to that make more sense. So uh, I just don't like it from a fantasy perspective. I don't like pretty much anyone in this game outside of Cordero Patterson, uh, most likely if you were playing in cash because Patterson's 6,300 uh, on DraftKings, 7K on FanDuel. And, you know, he's going to get uh, pass catching work, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley is still out uh, with uh, for indefinitely now because of mental health reasons. Uh, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I just don't necessarily see a whole lot in this game that has me even remotely interested. So I, I'm just 
you know, this is one of those cross-off games for fantasy purposes, in my opinion. I just don't see a whole lot there uh, to really uh, uh, try to capitalize on. So, for me, this is a game where I think the Saints win. Do they cover? Eh, I will say yeah, but I wouldn't bet this one. It's just it's just not a great line, uh, and it really didn't move that much with this, uh, the Simeon being announced as a starter. It, it, it's kind it's kind of a it's just kind of a wash uh, in my opinion. Buffalo uh traveling to Jacksonville to play the Jags, a Buffalo 14 and a half point favorites. Bills are going to stomp here. Uh, you know, the Urban Meyer experiment has flamed out spectacularly and Jacksonville just you know, cannot get out of their own way. They don't make adjustments. They don't really do much of anything. And now that they're racking up injuries, we don't know if James Robinson is going to be able to play in this game. Buffalo already has a good defense. I just see a very long day for Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, as much as I hate large lines like this uh, where you got two touchdowns, the problem is I just don't see where Jacksonville is scoring a bunch of points against this Buffalo defense. And I know Buffalo's offense can put up points against this Jacksonville squad. Uh, and honestly, Zach Moss could have a good day running the football. He's 5,200 on DraftKings, and, uh, you know, it's just one of those games where I think Buffalo just gets up on them and just smashes. I, I, I don't see much resistance coming out of Jacksonville in this game. And, yeah, could this be one of those trap game spots where Buffalo gets caught looking ahead? Possibly, but it, can Jacksonville take advantage of it is the question. I, I just don't think so. As I said, they don't make a ton of adjustments. It, it, it's just poorly coached team. Talent is banged up. I, I don't like it. Uh, you can play Stefan Diggs. He's 7,700 on DraftKings. Even better play on FanDuel at 7,600, in my opinion. He he can definitely uh, finally have one of... Uh, the breakout weeks we've been waiting for. I just think that they get up enough that, you know, if he doesn't get in the first uh, quarter, you may need to start thinking about pivoting to other plays in the afternoon slate uh, because the bills could get up early enough and Diggs doesn't really factor in much past the, uh, the third quarter. It, you know, you got to be prepared for that. Next up, we've got Cleveland. Traveling to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Bengals, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Obviously, all the talk is about Odell Beckham Jr. getting cut by the Browns. No one's giving Cleveland a shot here. Here's my deal with this game. I don't think the Bengals are that good. I think a lot of the success the Bengals have had is because of their talent with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I don't think the Bengals effectively used their talent on that squad, which is leading to a lot of just throw and catch between Burrow and Chase. And I'm not I haven't been that impressed with Zach Taylor as a head coach with the Bengals. The Bengals should be a better squad than what they've shown. And with everything going on with Cleveland, with like listening to the media, nothing rallies the team more than just the media just uh, like pounding on them about how dysfunctional they are. And yes, while there's a possibility that, you know, they open up the passing game to make it look 
that Baker Mayfield's playing so well and peppering all of his receivers and Odell was the problem. I, I you know, I don't really buy it. I think they get back to basics and just run the ball and execute because that's what costs them against the Steelers, not uh, doing uh, the basic uh, fundamentals. So my my whole take on this is uh, the Browns just got to get back to what they do best: run the ball, don't get cute, and and make it ha- and, and get a W here. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, they're four and four. They can't fall further behind in the division with the, the squads they're going up against. They need to get going. Bottom line. So the best way for the Browns to get it done is run the ball with Nick Chubb and just let the man go to work. Yes, Jarvis Landry is going to be a factor in the passing game. With uh, He was always going to be a factor in the passing game because Baker focuses on Landry anyway. So to me, I don't think it's that much of a huge boost up with OBJ being gone for Landry because uh, OBJ and Baker did not have a rapport anyway. It was obvious. So at 5,100 on DraftKings, it's just too cheap of a price tag for Landry. I love playing Landry in this spot. And yeah, I'm going to keep playing Jamar Chase at 7,500 until he really busts uh, for me to get off of it. If if you're playing Burrow, you should be playing Burrow with Jamar Chase. Yes, I know the price tag on T. Higgins is 5,300 and he's getting targets. Great. Do it with a two-man stack at wide receiver with uh, Chase. Uh, to me, just doing T. Higgins alone, I don't think it gets you there. Uh, I don't think they've done enough with T. Higgins. And this is part of my complaints with the Cincinnati offense. They haven't been creative enough using their offensive weapons because T. Higgins should be way more of a factor. And you still have Tyler Boyd. Uh, again, Cincinnati has an embarrassment of riches in the passing game, and they have Joe Mixon as a running back. There's no reason why the, uh, the Bengals can't be more dangerous on offense than what they've shown because they've shown flashes, but they haven't been consistent. And that's because they don't, they don't actually maximize the talent available. Bottom line. So with that being said, I think Cleveland needs it more and they rally around as a group to get it done. So I'm taking Cleveland as the dog and I think they went out right, but I do like the pieces for Cincinnati. And I told you, I like Landry. I like Chubb in this game. I think this game does uh, does score a bit, uh, and the price tags are decent enough where you don't need it to be a Fiesta-type game uh, to have it pay off. Uh, but I, I definitely uh, feel as though they're going to have opportunities to uh, uh, put points on the board. Dallas hosting Denver. Denver basically trading everyone under the sun, so Von Miller's out the door. They made a couple other trades. The, the Denver is... About as ready of a club to pack up the tents and go home. Dallas, prime spot. You know, you got uh, you got your win with Cooper Rush. You know, you can bring Dak back in and realistically ease him back into the offense. Don't get crazy here. Nine and a half point spread. I think Dallas covers this one pretty easily. Feed Zeke the ball. He wants the ball. He knows that. Tony Pollard is the better running back. I will keep saying it. Pollard is the better running back than Zeke at this point. Uh, but, you know, with that being said, it motivates Zeke to run hard because he knows 
the, the pressure's on him with Pollard in that backfield as well uh, to ball out. So I, I like the Cowboys quite a bit. I will play Zeke in fantasy because, as I said, uh, he has more than enough motivation to keep uh, keep pounding on uh, teams. And a team like Denver that's ready to pack it in, this is a great showcase spot. He's 7K on DraftKings. Uh, more expensive on FanDuel to fit in at 8200 uh, but love the uh, the price on DK for certain. I'll be playing Zeke on FanDuel because I think his ownership gets hurt quite a bit because he's more expensive and uh, folks just don't want to go there. Uh, so I'm going to have exposure to Zeke on uh, FanDuel as well at that price tag. It's just that the price tag on DK makes him so attractive that he's going to be popular, but it's good chalk, so I'm, I'm not going to fight it. Next up, oh, and you can play Dallas defense. The problem is that Dallas defense, uh, you know, isn't that good that I would feel great at 3,300. But the Broncos, again, banged up. Uh, you know, no fan is unlikely to be able to play. Not that no offense was doing a whole lot anyway. Yes, Jerry Judy's back, but that offensive line is pretty banged up. You know, all across the board, Denver just looks ready to pack it in. Uh, may, maybe they show up today, but I wouldn't hold my breath over it. All right, moving on. We got Miami hosting Houston. Dolphins, six and a half point favorites. Again, Houston not traded to Sean Watson. Uh, I'm wondering to see what is this magical trade that they've got up their sleeve. Uh, that they can't pull the trigger on any trade offers because they've gotten numerous offers that they would actually hold on to Deshaun Watson when now next year he's more likely to be suspended, thus hurting his trade value. I'm very curious about what Houston's angle is here because if you don't think Watson's getting suspended, uh, fine. But if you, it looks like Watson, regardless of how the uh, investigation plays out, and we still don't know, that he's going to get suspended, your trade leverage is even worse next year. Didn't make any sense to me, but it is what it is. Uh, so the team that would have traded for Watson, one of them uh, being the Dolphins, uh, it looks like Tua might be hurt, uh, but he may give it a go. Jacoby Brissett uh, looks to be healthier with the shoulder to uh, start if Tua can't go. I just don't like the Dolphins' pieces at all. I think it's just a complete... Hot, like just a mess of an offense. I don't understand Miles Gaskin call. Like I keep seeing Miles Gaskin get talked up in circles for fantasy and DFS. I, I don't, I don't see it. I, I, I really don't see this one. Uh, Gaskin just hasn't really gotten there ever when he's been chalk. And uh, you know, it's not as though Houston's defense is that pathetic run stopping wise. So I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Uh, I really, I'm really not seeing it. I know he's 5,100, but to me, I would rather just play Devonte Booker on the giants and just go with that because, you know, yeah. Do I want to play Devonte Booker that much? Not really, but I know the giants are going to give him uh uh, work as well. Oh, and actually, I got that wrong. Uh, Miles Gaskin is sixty one hundred on. Oh no, no, it's sixty one hundred on Fanduel. Uh, uh fifty one hundred on DraftKings. I just don't think there's enough value with Gaskin. 
because re- realistically, you're you're hoping he gets in the end zone. I'm not entirely sure how well this Miami team moves the ball for Gaskin to get in the end zone. I would rather play Zach Moss on both sides because I know Buffalo is going to put up points against Jacksonville. They're a heavy favorite. Why wouldn't you play Zach Moss instead of Miles Gaskin? I know the Bills don't like running the ball, but they should be comfortably ahead enough on Jacksonville that running the ball is the prudent thing to do to salt the game away. Uh, maybe it's just me. I, maybe I just I just had the wrong read on the situation, but to me, Miles Gaskin. Oh, he's fifty eight hundred on DraftKings. Man, I keep I I keep seeing these guys being slightly off. Fifty eight hundred on DraftKings. Uh, 6,100 on FanDuel. Uh, Devontae Booker is 5,900 on DraftKings uh, and 6K on FanDuel. Uh, maybe that's why I was uh, getting it mixed up. But, uh, you know, I just don't get it. I don't get the Gaskin play. To me, you can do Booker or Moss, and they're both better plays than Miles Gaskin, in my opinion. Uh, th- that's just the way I look at it. Uh, you know, did the Dolphins cover? Ugh. Yeah, I could see them winning by a touchdown, but it it will be close. Yeah, I was like, it, it, I don't think it's nearly as clear cut as folks are making it out to be that the Dolphins cover this game at six and a half. I mean, I know Houston's bad, and the thing is, Tyrod Taylor's coming back, and yes, that is definitely an upgrade over Davis Mills. But Houston definitely has their issues as well, and they're not really trying to win games either. You know. You could you could play. I I just I don't have a great feel for betting on this one, um, but I would take uh, Miami more more often than not. All right, the Raiders traveling uh, to uh, play my Giants. Uh, Raiders two and a half point favorites on the road. Classic one o'clock East Coast game where West Coast team is traveling. You know the issue with the Giants. And this is the reason why I would still lean more towards the Raiders is that the Giants have a COVID outbreak where you've got you've had a number of players under surveillance, potentially not available to go between players and coaching staff. We just played on Monday night. I think the Raiders start out slow. So this game is uh, kind of back and forth. And then I think eventually the Raiders take control and win win it by a field goal or maybe it's a four-point game. This game stays close, though. But I don't see the Giants winning this game. But I, I do see it staying close enough. And this line is low enough that, yeah, I could see it sucking in people to take the Giants' side. I'm just going to lean more towards the Raiders uh, taking care of business and uh, moving on from there. All right, uh, next up. Uh oh, in terms of other fancy pieces, I should say, uh outside of Devontae Booker, I do like Hunter Renfro for the Raiders on DraftKings. He's forty eight hundred. Uh Kadarius Tony is fifty two hundred on DraftKings. I, I do like those pieces from a wide receiver standpoint. I just don't think there's a ton of scoring to prioritize this game though. So I would basically only play one guy. Uh, by and large from this game at most two. Uh, but if I was playing two, it'd probably be the run back between Tony and Renfro and then try to use the salary to go up in other areas. But um, yeah, I, I just want to prioritize too many pieces. The game I am going to prioritize a lot of pieces on 
Minnesota traveling to play Baltimore. Ravens five and a half point favorites. Here's the deal. I, I've, I'm definitely going to be on Lamar Jackson. I like Marquise Brown. Rashad Bateman is slated to play this game as well. That Minnesota secondary, vulnerable to speed. Both those guys have it. Uh, should be good plays. Uh, Mark Andrews uh, certainly should be able to find space within that defense as well. And on the flip side, if we're looking at uh, Minnesota, while Dalvin Cook is going up against a tough run defense, he could still catch the ball out of the backfield. And not to mention, Kirk Cousins does have Adam Thielen and uh, Justin Jefferson as wide receiver targets to go to. Instead, if they if uh, even on the underneath routes, Cook isn't there. I'm just saying this is the game I would be prioritizing in the early window because you got enough attacking pieces on the Raven side, especially when you're a factor in Lamar. I don't think Minnesota has an answer for him. I very much am on the Ravens this week. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But to me, I think that's the more logical play than anything else. Uh, but uh, in terms of the line, lines, yeah, it, I would probably use this in the teaser. I think the Ravens win, but I would feel more comfortable teasing this one down from the five and a half. And there are a couple other games that uh, we can talk about as well uh, with everything going on uh, that we can uh, use for a teaser, if you will. But for a pick pool, yeah, I would still take Baltimore, but not nearly as confident. But I do like the uh, I do like the Ravens to win, uh, and I would likely be throwing this one into a teaser. New England traveling to Carolina uh, to play the Panthers. Uh, Pats are three and a half point favorites. Honestly, just forget this game even exists. Uh, I think the Pats win. I think it's boring as hell. Damian Harris, you can play him at running back, but I just don't see a ton of upside in this game. And, you know, I'm not going crazy over playing Damian Harris at 6K on DraftKings. And uh, on FanDuel, he was pretty much in the same range. Yeah, 6,600 on FanDuel. I just don't see enough value with Damian. I'm, I'm saying Damian Williams. I mean, Damian Harris. Uh, uh, that he's going to be a great play. To me, I would play uh, the Pats defense and call it a day. Don't really like any uh, pieces uh, uh, coming back for Carolina. I know McCaffrey is supposed to be back today at 8K. Yeah, he could do it, but I could also see Bill Belichick being prepared for Christian McCaffrey and just going out of his way to shut him down. I, I just, to me, this is not the spot uh, uh, to be uh, playing McCaffrey coming back uh, overall. Uh, the price tag is cheap at 8K, knowing what we know McCaffrey can do. Problem is, even if he's 100% healthy, I could see New England coming up with a scheme to shut him down. So I'm just, I'm just avoiding this game entirely for DFS purposes. I just don't have any interest, but I do think the Pats win and they uh, cover this one as well. Getting into the afternoon window, Chargers going to Philly to play the Eagles. Chargers, one half point favorites. To me, uh, 
This one's very easy. Take the Chargers. I like uh, Justin Herbert. I tell you every week, you can play Justin Herbert with a wide receiver weapon, either in Keaton Allen or Mike Williams. I will not fight you. You play Austin Eckler against the Eagles run defense. That's viable as well. I have no issues with playing Chargers pieces against the Eagles. I do have a tough time seeing the Eagles run back because we've seen Jalen Hurts struggle to uh, struggle to make completions in uh, down the field to even Devonta Smith. Eh? Like he's he's having a harder time getting it done. Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, a lock that uh, you. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a lock that you uh, you can run it back with anyone it, it, on the Philly side. Like it's the thing that scares me. I think the Chargers put up points, but I have a hard time seeing how Philly scored because. It, it, I mean, Jalen Hurts is just so inconsistent passing that I, I'm a little skittish uh, outside of uh, Goddard because it's uh, when he throws a Goddard, it's a short enough pass route that he can hit that. It's the wide receivers that have given me pause because as talented as Devonta Smith is, Jalen Hurts has not put him in good positions to win balls uh, in the last couple of games as teams have made adjustments to what Hurts is and isn't comfortable throwing in terms of uh, passing routes. So, uh, yeah, it's a tough one to gauge, but I do like the Chargers pieces. I'm just not sure I'm going to have any run back uh, with Philly right now. And I know people are talking about Boston Scott. I'm just going to say this about Boston Scott. You've got a running back carousel with Boston Scott and Jordan Howard. They had one of the easiest matchups of, if not the easiest matchup last week against Detroit, who had no motivation. And they just uh, pounded uh, them on the ground. And that's really what it came down to. So I'm not going on Philly run game based off of that alone. So I'll let other people go into Philly run game. I'm just not, I'm just not going there. So that's, that's neither here nor there. I think Chargers win very comfortable betting uh, that one. It's one of the games I'm targeting the most uh, to be perfectly honest. Next up, Arizona uh, traveling to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Uh, Arizona, two and a half point favorites. The issue here is Kyler Murray's injured. Most signs point towards him not playing. So you'd have Colt McCoy as a backup, and there's a possibility DeAndre Hopkins doesn't play either. With that news, most people are going to shift towards San Francisco. I'm just not sold on this Niners team because they've just been so inconsistent that I think Arizona's talent enough with their defense to force turnovers. I think they can get the win anyway. I I think they are better than the Niners are right now if Jimmy Garoppolo can't play better. And I don't know. I I, I just don't know what we're going to get out of the 49ers today. it's, It's very... It, 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 it's it's very uh uh <laughs> I don't want to say disconcerted because I don't really give a damn about the 49ers, but it, it it's a telling sign that San Francisco just keeps trying to 
find ways of making this thing work because I I don't know. I don't know. Actually, hold on. Yeah, in terms of uh, the actual slate itself, I, I just don't know what else the 49ers can do at this point to make life easier for Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if you watched that Bears game last week, the 49ers were struggling mightily in that game. Yes, they eventually got it done against the Bears, but it took a while to get there. Like, a while. Like, there there, there were opportunities for the Bears to actually take, uh, take control of that game. They just didn't know how to get it done. So... Again, I'm not that impressed with what I've seen from the 49ers offense. Eli Mitchell uh, could uh, be the difference maker here if he gets a monster game on the ground, but I just, I'm just not entirely sold on this one. Yeah, I'm going to wait till the later news to try to get a little better read on the line and kind of make my play there. But, you know, if, it, if it's a contest, uh, pick them lock the locks before then. I'm just going to take a chance with Arizona because I think people will eventually shift over to the 49ers uh, and hedge their bet. Uh, you know, I'd rather just uh, go ahead and commit to whom I believe is the better team anyway. So, uh, and again, that it, it impacts the fantasy pieces because I would say Rondell Moore is in play for Arizona if things uh, work out. And then on the 49ers side, we don't even know if Debo Samuel's going to play for the 49ers, and he's been outside of Kittle, the number one target for the 49ers. You know, it's it's a toss-up in this game, to be honest. Who's healthy enough to play? So I don't necessarily love trying to attack this game from a fantasy perspective because it could flip on a dime. And, you know, I'd rather just uh, look at it in the afternoon-only slate and make my decision point there rather than... Uh, uh, pigeonholing myself to that game uh, in the main window. So uh, that's uh, that's where we go from there. Finally, the game of the day, we've got Green Bay minus Aaron Rodgers and his homeopathic uh, immunization regimen that did not stop his COVID-19 positive test. Uh, listen, we could talk about Aaron Rodgers I'm not going to because we have better things to do. Needless to say, he put his team in a bad spot. Uh, Chiefs were a half-point favorite to begin the week. They're now a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, with Jordan Love under center for the Packers. I think this line's way too high. For as much as the Chiefs have struggled, I think this line is just too high. Bottom line, you know, the way it looks to me is that you have to be willing to take uh, the Packers side. If the line's going to be this high at seven and a half, I think the Chiefs uh, uh, can win uh, are going to win this game. I just think that line is too high. I think Jordan Love can do enough against a terrible secondary that to me, just trying to, uh, expect the Chiefs to win by more than touchdown. I, I think, I think that kind of puts you in a bad spot. That's just me. I don't 
I don't agree with the play of uh, of uh, go- going in uh, going in a direction. Uh, I don't. I I just don't agree with it because to me it's just not an ideal situation to be banking on the Chiefs to play well when they couldn't even play well against the Giants in what should have been a statement game win. They barely beat the Giants, and honestly, if the Giants executed a little bit better, they win that game. They they literally could have won that game against the Chiefs and knocked me out of my survivor pools because I I was on the Chiefs because it just made sense from a survivor pool standpoint, and I don't trust the Chiefs the rest of the year in in Survivor, so it made sense to go that route. But honest, honestly, I think Jordan Love at forty four hundred on DraftKings. I know people don't want to go there because you you don't necessarily need uh, the salary savings. But I think Jordan Love can have a good day throwing the ball against the secondary, even if it's dump off passes to Aaron Jones. And yes. I think the Packers do try to take some shots against this chief secondary uh, to draw penalties. And Hey, maybe he completes a deep ball to uh, Devonte Adams. It's not as though Devonte isn't a top tier wide receiver. So to me, I, I don't see why you can't uh, uh, approach this game with playing Jordan love, take the, uh, take the floor and just load up on studs from this game as well. Because, again, I think the Packers keep up with the Chiefs because the Chiefs just are so abysmal defending right now. It, it just makes all the sense of the world. So I like Tyree Kill. I think Travis Kelsey can have a bounce back spot. But the one caveat I'll say about that is I feel way more comfortable playing Tyree Kill than I do Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey just looks hurt. Uh, like uh, when he's coming out of breaks, he just looks banged up. The Packers are just bad at defending tight end uh, amongst other uh, uh, positions in the secondary. I I look at this as, and say the Chiefs can definitely do damage in the slot. So I love Tyreek. I think Kelsey uh, can get there as well. And if you're playing Jordan Love at 4,400, you have the salary savings to fit in multiple pieces in this game and play Aaron Jones and play Ezekiel Elliott and, and have a run of things. I, I you know, I know folks uh, uh, will say you don't need the salary savings, but listen, if it's there, why not take the opportunity to uh, put together a few lineups with Jordan Love? If you're mass multi-entering, if it's your main lineup, you don't have to do it. But if you're mass multi-entering, to me, it makes all the sense in the world to have a couple of Jordan Love lineups and go from there. Uh, bottom line, in my opinion. I think the Chiefs win this game, though, but this is one of the games I would be throwing into the teaser. Because to me, if you uh, throw this game in there, you tease it down uh, uh, to the field goal, I-, I think the Chiefs win this game. And, uh, you know, if like I said, throwing in the teaser, you uh along with uh, the Sunday night football game with the Rams at seven and a half points. Uh, you know, I, I just think that there were enough games uh, where 
you can start using teasers to your advantage in these spots because some of these games, teams are going to win. It's just not as likely that they cover. So you can uh, definitely consider uh, the teaser option, in my opinion here. But I I definitely like this Green Bay-Kansas City game. I think Jordan Love up, opens up a ton of possibilities in terms of your roster construction to get creative because it's not that you're looking for Jordan Love to put up huge uh, stats. It's that you can create game scripts with the salary savings at quarterback to get studs uh, in matchups where you think there's going to be scoring because I don't think the scoring is going to be as intense today. So uh, might be a lighter workload for Scott Hanson and the uh, NFL red zone guys uh, this week, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Sunday night football, uh, obviously no Derrick Henry for the Titans. The Rams seven half point favorites. I, I already mentioned this. Uh, tease this game down. The, the Rams should uh, win this one pretty comfortably. I just don't know if Tennessee can make it interesting with a backdoor cover. So this is why I would tease this game down because there's a possibility that you know Tennessee gets creative and they give the Rams more trouble because the Rams may just look past Tennessee thinking that it's a cakewalk kind of game with no Derrick Henry. Uh, it, it's certainly possible, it, in my opinion. So uh, that's the way I kind of look at it. And, man, this Monday Night Football game, whoo, uh, I am going to be struggling to stay awake. Bears traveling to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh six-and-a-half-point favorites. Man, I do not want to be taking the Steelers at six-and-a-half points, but this Bears offense is terrible and are essentially mismatched against the Steelers' defense. Uh, so it's not so much that I like the Steelers so much as I hate this Bears offense with a passion. Uh, so we'll talk about the Monday night football game uh, tomorrow. Actually, maybe we won't talk about the Monday night football game. I have nothing nice to say. Uh, but, but maybe we'll do an episode for showdown purposes because that one could get interesting where we – try to get a little bit more creative uh, to win the slate because uh, it's it, it could end up being very chalky, uh, to be perfectly honest. So uh, that about wraps it up. We're going to get this uploaded uh, and out the door for you guys uh, so you can uh, kind of think about the roster construction. But as I said, I think Jordan Love opens up a ton of possibility. Otherwise, go up to Lamar or Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert. Or like, like those four quarterbacks – and and just adjust with like how you want to stack the games uh, from there on. But to me, I just think that Jordan Love gives you an opportunity to be, get really creative with your roster construction if you allow it to. Uh, that's just my thought. Uh, but you know, uh, we'll see how the slate plays out. But until next time, have a good one, everyone, and good luck uh, today. Later. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.